All right, this is my first question. In and out or five guys? Five guys. For oh, the, wow. I didn't expect fries, that. For the fries, bro. Okay. It's the fries at five guys. Yeah. And why uh, uh, the burgers are, are comparable to you? It's the fries the, are too much better. The fries are, I mean, you got to have good fries with a burger. Yeah. You can have an average burger and good fries. You got great fries and a decent burger at five guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll accept it. You might be the first, like, really real Californian who's gone, five guys, we'll, five guys, we'll take it. And their shakes are original. And they're Which better. ones? It, uh, five uh, guys five shakes, guys? yes. It's not, in and out is a, is a mechanism, yeah. it's a machine, it's organized. Five it's a guys pretty are, clean machine, though. Yeah, it's, I mean, but it's a little more raw and organic, a little rough around the edges. <laughs> it's, yeah, there's it's more like shells. a church plant, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a good connection. I haven't heard that one yet. I haven't heard that one yet. It's more like a church plant, yeah. But that's perfect because you are a church planner. Yes, I am. Welcome to Season 3 of 10 Questions with 10 Pastors. Brought to you by Gateway Seminary. With your host, Tyler Sanders. This episode was recorded live at the 2023 SPC Annual Meeting. This is Port Wilburn I'm with. He's associational missionary for the uh, Bridges Bay Area Association and church planner. Yes. Planted Rock Harbor Church. What city was that in? Rock Harbor in uh, San Pablo. San Pablo. Okay. Yeah. And you were a missions pastor there. Mm -hmm. And you've been kind of been sent out from there. I've been sent out from there um, when I uh, got to the place where the church was pretty stable. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what's next? Um, The state convention called me in to work with African-American church planning. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I uh, planted uh, 12 churches in like a three-year period, which yeah. was like they hadn't seen that happen. Right. Um, and then from there, uh, I ended up uh, getting uh, voted in as the associational missionary uh, when uh, my um, predecessor um, decided he was leaving. Oh, okay. Yeah. Joe Caldwell. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're also a Gateway grad. Gateway grad, 2005. 2005. Actually, Diploma of Theology. Oh, okay. Yeah, Diploma. I, was yeah. A, I knew it was the MW equivalent. Diploma oh, sure, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, Diploma yeah. of Theology. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, that's, uh, uh, this all kind of leads to my first question, and I, I just wanted to, I was hoping you could tell us how you became a Christian. Oh, okay. That, I'll give you the short version of this. So, um, in 89, it was 1989. Okay. And so, I was uh dating one of God's children, Mm -hmm. his daughters. And um, it was, and I I knew of God. I wasn't against God or anti-God or anything like that. I I was just, you know, um, I knew God was up there. We're down here. He does his thing. We do our thing. You know, you pay him homage, you know, maybe watch some televangelists on Sunday morning. That was pretty much my extent of it, of what I knew about God. And so she was the first person, and I knew people that went to church. Yeah. She was the first person I got to see up close and personal who actually had a relationship with God that was struggling at the time. Hmm. And I never seen that before. I, ne- I heard people go to church and had not watched anyone walk with God. Right. Even if it's a strained walk. Yeah. Or a backslidden walk or a tension, you know, yeah. relationship. I'd never seen that before. Yeah. Uh, and so it was in her struggle that witnessed to me 
about Jesus mm. and the relationship that he calls us to have. Mm. And one day uh, she said she can't live. We were living together at the time. And um, she got up one day and said, you know what? I can't live like this anymore. I got to I got to go. Wow. And she left. And I'm like, well, I mean, what am I supposed to say? Don't leave. You know, choose me over God. You know, yeah. it was, it was like, yeah. you know, I, I let her walk through what she had to walk through. And she started going back to church and everything. Yeah. And I wasn't against that. Yeah. So as she started going, I tell people, God got a two for two for one. You know, <laughs> she goes back, you know, yeah. in, in fellowship and being right with the Lord. And and, and she got, and God got me as a, a, a addition. Um uh, and so it was in her recommitting her life. Mm. I started going to church. Yeah. And for the first time, it was shortly after going to church um, and listening. Now, God, now I know a God who speaks to you. Mm. Now I know a God who relates with you. Yeah. So I'm sitting in there in the sermons, listening to the sermons, and God is just singing, uh, sending these zingers right into my heart. Yeah. And it was surely, you know, probably a, Maybe I don't I don't know what the timeline of that, but hmm. um, I gave my life to the Lord um, in an altar call, and it was I only knew at that point in time when I came to Jesus, I only knew one way to serve Him. After watching what she went through, I only knew one way to come to God, and that was all the way. Hmm. That if you're gonna yeah. do this, yeah. you do this all the way. Yeah. And my life just literally did a 180. Yeah, uh, I surrendered it all, and and it's interesting because I I had a, this business uh, where I was a process service. I served legal documents yeah. at the time. Interesting. I go from serving the bad news to getting right. right. That's a whole other story. <laughs> but that's uh, a good way to put it. Yeah, and so I'm in my car, you know, driving around, dropping off notices, going to the courthouse. But I found Christian radio, mm. and it was during that time that was my primary, I would say mode of discipleship and training wow. was coming through, yeah. you know, Christian radio, listening yeah. to Jay Vernon McGee, Jack mm -hmm. Hafer, Chuck Swindoll, the Bible Answer Man, Focus yeah. on the Family, Family Life Today. Yeah. All this stuff just day in and day out. Yeah. God is just speaking to me and built me up really fast and very strong. Yeah. Uh, I went through the Bible bus with Jay Vernon McGee three times in my car. Wow. Right? So yeah. that's <laughs> from Genesis to Revelation yeah. in my car. Yeah. You know, 8 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock at night <laughs> right, yeah. is when J. Vernon McGee would come on, you know. And yeah. so I, I learned Christ and mm. grew in Christ tremendously, even to the point where uh, the um, I got saved in a non-denominational Pentecostal mm. church. Yeah. Um, that was um, a word of faith church. Yeah. Within... A year of me getting saved, I'm discerning teaching sure. coming from the church yeah. and what I've been learning yeah. through Christian radio. Yeah. And it got to the place where I, I had to go to the church. I had to go to the pastor. So the, the Bible is saying this. The Bible says this, and you're saying this. How do we reconcile this? And he, yeah. his only response to me was, um, I know this works, and you shouldn't listen to everything on the radio. Wow. And I knew at that time, it was time for me to yeah, go. Time to go, yeah. And this is, I mean, this is not having any background Christianity. Yeah. So I'm telling the pastor, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. this is not right. Yeah. What you're teaching is not right. You yeah. know, something's wrong. I'm, I'm listening to 10, 12 different Bible teachers, and they're right. all in this one rhythm yeah. of, of, of teaching and yeah. things that are saying that it's lining up. Yeah, yeah. And I come here. I'm hearing something different. Yeah. 
I mean, it got to the place I literally could not not sit in the service anymore. Yeah. Um, and I knew God was calling me to another place. We ended up in a, we I think two other churches before we ended up in a in a Southern Baptist church. Wow. Uh, where God opened the door yeah. for everything else that yeah. has led to this moment. Yeah. That's a long story short. No, but that's, that's good. It. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. What are you reading right now? Uh, right now, there's a couple of things I'm reading. Uh, because I'm an associational missionary, there's a book mm -hmm. uh, by uh, Ray Gentry called. Um, Baptist Associations, which is a really oh, good book. I've heard of that. Uh, I think yeah, you guys yeah. may have it now in yeah, seminary classes. They yeah, make it required reading. I think so, yeah. Uh, that's really good reading. Uh, Ray Gentry is an awesome leader. Uh, there's a new book I just got last night that I'm going to be opening up uh, by uh, uh, Brian Loritz. It's called The Offensive Church. Hmm. And it's a really a fresh look at uh, discipleship mm -hmm. and um, how to approach discipleship, especially in light of the divisions of our culture and everything and how to engage yeah. our culture in a, in a way or how to disciple people in a way that looks and engages the culture in which we live today. Yeah. Right. So we have to be able to deal with the tensions of the world and all the different issues that even we're going to be taking up here at the uh, convention um, <laughs> yeah. uh, this week. Um, we got to, how do we, how would Jesus, how does Jesus, how would Jesus approach these things and, yeah. and really taking a deep dive back into the scriptures and looking at some of the, even the racial tensions that mm. existed in that time, you know, sure, yeah, yeah. being a Jew and, and Samaritans right. and, and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. those were intentional tensions that Jesus wrestled with. Yeah. He didn't call it, you know, um, BLM or anything like that, right, right, right. <laughs> but you know when he when he it says in, in John was it, I think it's John was like he he had to go to Jeru uh, Samaria. Yeah, he did that intentionally. Right, engaged that woman at the well yeah. intentionally. Yeah, you know and um and even she was surprised. Right, <laughs> she's like sure yeah. What, what are you dealing with me? I, yeah. I'm a Samaritan. You know who I am. Right? You know who I am. What yeah. are you dealing with me? Yeah. Yeah. Why why are you even talking? To me? Then yeah. he asked her for a drink. Right. He didn't have anything to drink with. Yeah. That means that he was asking for her a drink out of her cup. Yeah. Which was even another tension. Like, you want to drink out of my cup? Yeah. First, you're talking to me. Yeah. And you want to drink out of my cup. Yeah. Are you serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that blew her mind. Uh, yeah, completely. Yeah. And it applied, the disciples were like, what are, what are you doing, Jesus? Right. You know, but they knew better to open their mouths yeah. and say that. But <laughs> Well, and that's one of those things that's hard for us sometimes to catch. You know, modern readers who just don't always have that that background knowledge right. of knowing what that means. Right. You know, even right. like I always I always think it's funny that like, you know, the good Samaritan, that that's a term that's just entered like the English language. Right. It, right. it, it it's lost a lot of the edge of mm -hmm. what that what that 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 wasn't a thing that existed in the, the Jewish mind back then. No, a good Samaritan. You know what I mean? Like that was a <laughs> those was two a, words didn't yeah, didn't go together. They couldn't put those things together. You know, and right? Because they it, were dogs. I right, mean, right. that's they yeah, literally they looked them. as dogs. Yeah, yeah. That that they, they had no significance. Yeah, they had no value. They had no meaning. Yeah. And Jesus said he was good. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about preaching a little bit. Okay. So I, I like to ask people kind of big picture. Like, what's your approach to preaching kind of like in terms of themes? How did you like plan out big sermon, you know, series? What was your like kind of thinking on that? <sighs> I, I'm so random. So mm. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I'm a, I'm a random guy. I'm not a systems mm. or 
organized in that way. My, I married organizations, so that's you yeah, know yeah. They, say, they say you know you got we got to know your weaknesses. Yeah. And so uh, I br- surround myself around people that have the strength that I don't have. Yeah. So my wife is the organizer. She's the uh, systems person in our lives. So uh, in approaching series, the closest thing I get to series is I'll preach like books of the Bible, small books of the Bible. So I can go Go through that. I can do that. I'm I'm good enough for that. You know, but I'm not, you know, you're not going to see a six month, you know, year planned out. That was one of the, I mean, doing that in incinerator class was probably the last oh, yeah. time I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Planned out a whole yeah, series yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, but I like take, taking the books of the Bible and yeah. I, I like camping out in text. Yeah. Um, and I would do that. I had certain rhythms when I was regularly pastoring. Yeah. Um, and we would do in the summer, we would camp out mm-hmm. on text for a summer. Yeah. So we were hanging out there. Yeah. Um, I I know, and uh, we did a series in John where we did do the uh, a twenty one day fast. Mm. So we did twenty one chapters. Oh sure. You yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, of John, so we did do that. And yeah. So things like that. So yeah, yeah. There was some uh, uh, systems to the madness, but it was yeah. it was still a lot of randomness yeah, yeah. in there. And I, I didn't mind breaking off. Yeah. For when God prompted me There's to do another sermon. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Now, so, what was your what was your like week to week? prep like did you have a like a, any kind of routine or anything you would go through and you were um, actually like writing your sermon out there was not a, a a big routine i would just make sure i made time yeah. at least three or four days a week mm-hmm. to spend a couple of hours of study and meditation yeah. i remember dr ganey would say you know you just need to stay well read you know, just to have, make sure a flow, a good flow of information yeah. and content you're receiving in yeah. in order to, you know, be a little more fluid in, in mm. how you share the text and illustrations and those kinds of things. And then you spend the time in the text. Yeah. And then you let how you've engaged other aspects of the world kind of come in culturally, uh, relationally, contextually. Yeah. Um, and then just let it flow. You yeah. Know? And yeah. so, you know, I like outlines. I never scripted. I'm an outline mm. guy. So uh, that way it gives me a little more fleet freedom yeah. and flexibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I'll highlight my illustrations. Mm-hmm. But that's the most you get out of you won't. I don't think I've ever scripted anything. Yeah, like a full manuscript no, type no, thing. that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. What do you think the most difficult passage or topic you've preached on is? Um, I mean, Revelation has is, is always been challenging mm. text. Um, and I would say specifically, I don't think I've, I I don't think I look at any text real hard to preach and I don't think I've ignored Mm -hmm. any text and we've taught on, you know, um, homosexuality, no scenes, everybody, some people stay away from it or we try to kind of dance around it. Mm. Um, but, um, but it's not like you got a whole bunch of those texts, you know, you're dealing with though, yeah. either, you know. So yeah. uh, you have to be intentional with just engaging the culture. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if there's no real difficult text, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, you give it to me, let's go with it, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, so I've never stayed away from anything. Yeah. Um, if I take the whole book, I take the whole book. Yeah. Um, we've done topical things as well, addressing 
you know, specifics in the, in the world and uh, engaging the culture, you know, race relations and things like that. And there's a ton. I mean, the Bible is full. Act six mm. was a racial thing. You oh, know, yeah. if you look at the, the widows that were being overlooked, yeah. they were being over, they were Grecian, the Grecian widows right. were being overlooked. Right. You know, for the Hellenistic widows, yeah. that was the complaint. Yeah. It was, that was a racial tension thing because the people that were empowered, those yeah. that were early disciples, were those that were feeding their friends yeah. and not feeding the other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other people started complaining, yeah. hey, our people are being overlooked. And guess what they did? The first deacons, their assignment was make sure there was equality yeah. in the feeding of the people. Yeah. That was being that were being discriminated. Yeah. <laughs> from yeah. just food. Yeah. Now if you think that's the early church. Yeah. How much more so? I mean, and we want to minimize at times the, you know, mm. folks that make complaints say, hey, you know, we feel that this we're not getting a, a fair share here. Mm. It's, that's, it's, and you can't just say that's their perceived yeah. idea. You got to legitimately hear people. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And address yeah. it. Yeah. And look at what the complaint is. If they're saying, hey, our folks ain't getting food. Let's look over here. No, ain't no food over there. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. And we got to fix it. Let's fix it. Yeah. That's what the deacons were for. Yeah. That's their first assignment was to fix a problem. Yeah. So if you're a deacon. Fix the problems, Deacon. Yeah. Yeah, that's the no, assignment. That's good right there. <laughs> now, uh, you're church planner and uh, an association missionary. Yeah. We've talked to a lot of church planners so far, or recently, and, uh, you know, that means wearing a lot of hats, doing lots of different things. That means no money, no cash, no building. Yeah. That's what that means. You're planning yeah. the church. Yeah, but you also have no to do everything, either. right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, so I guess my question is, what's... Uh, What's like one of those pastoral roles or responsibilities that you kind of feel like is a sweet spot for you? And what's one that's like a, a growing kind of area, a growing edge maybe? The sweet spot is people, I have a nickname, they call me Barnabas. People call me mm. Barnabas. I'm an encourager. I yeah. love to encourage, I love to come. That's why I planted 12 churches. I was able yeah. to plant church. Those guys were out there. I didn't do anything special. They were already out there. They just needed someone to come alongside yeah. them and encourage them in what fuel. God had already called them to be yeah. and do. That's my greatest assignment. If I can help you be everything that God's called you to be, that's a win for me. Yeah. But I, guess what? I don't make the call. Mm. I don't assign the call. All I do is come and help blowing that flame that God has lit in your heart. Yeah. You know, so that's my sweet spot, yeah. you know, but you got to have a flame lit. If you haven't been called, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. I can't light that flame. Yeah. I can't call you. All I can do is if you tell me, Brother Port, you know, I really feel this, you know, I've been called to do this or God is really putting this on my heart. Let's explore what that looks like. Yeah. Let's point you in the right direction. Yeah. Let's connect you when, when Paul got saved and he tried to join the church, right? What did they do? Like, you ain't coming over here. Yeah. You know, they shut him down. Yeah. They said, but who came alongside of him? They said, but Barnabas came yeah. and Barnabas took him. Yeah. And Barnabas took him to the apostles and said, hey, they told him, he told him his story. He said, this guy, blah, 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 told him Paul's yeah. story and he turned him loose. Yeah. You know, that's I get to do that as an associational missionary. Yeah. I get to do that with church planners. I take guys. I tell them, get their story, and then yeah. I tell their story to someone else, and I turn them loose to do what God's called them to do. Yeah. Now, what's Did I ask a, you that uh, question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Um, uh, well, uh, there's like a second part, I guess. What, okay. What's a what's a part, like, a, the, what's a role that's like a growing edge, you feel like? Uh, growing edge is being more holistic 
and my mm. uh, <laughs> temperament. My wife was like, yeah, you're a Barnabas. Sometimes you need to be a little more Paul, you know? Oh. And, and you keep in mind, Barnabas, when Barnabas was one that found Paul, right? Yeah. Same way he came alongside John Mark, and when the time came, Paul didn't want to deal with John Mark. Right. right in Acts, right? He's like, right. nah, he bailed on us the first time. He can't come back with us on this second assignment. And Barnabas was like, man, come on, give him another shot. He's going to be all right. We're going to do this. Da, da, da. And yeah. I'm at living, of course. We really right. know that. But, you know, we can only assume the argument. But they said it was no, no small disagreement. So, yeah. But Barnabas was a type A. I mean, mm. I'm sorry, Paul was more type A, yeah, get more it done. focused. Let's get it done. Yeah, we don't yeah. have time to waste. I like that guy. I don't like that, that guy. Right. This guy's coming with us. That guy's not coming with us. Paint. End of the story. Yeah, yeah. And Barnabas, Barnabas will give you two, three, four chances, right? And yeah. so that's what he was doing, John Mark. Yeah. But, but keep in mind, that's the same thing that Barnabas did for Paul. Yeah, when for Paul, sure. Nobody wanted to deal with Paul. I would have told Paul. I would have yeah. told Paul. I said, "Look, when nobody wanted to deal with you, I dealt with you, right? So let's yeah. give this guy another chance." Yeah. Didn't happen that way. We see it in the scriptures. They parted ways, but uh, Paul later on says, "Hey, uh, bring bring John Mark. He's good for the work that we, you yeah. know." But that, that was some years later. Yeah, you know, yeah, there yeah. was some reconciliation. Yeah. But yeah. in the beginning, yeah. I mean, Paul type A, and so that's my weak part. Uh, there's times where I need to be a little more. Uh, more type A, a little yeah. more focused, a little more like, okay, how many times do we want to deal with this guy who keeps, sure, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, messing up or yeah, whatever yeah. the situation, you know, yeah. sometimes you got to turn them loose and let God deal with them. Yeah. Um, but you can't always walk with people who are, you know, yeah. um, continuing to fall off, you yeah. know. So I would say that's probably, you know, how many times is... You know, you yeah. stop working with someone. How right. many times you kind of, right, right. you know, turn things loose and just kind of turn it over to the Lord. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, can you tell me a swing and a miss you've had in ministry? I would probably say it's some of those situations where mm. um, maybe you give a person too many chances. Yeah. Um, we tried out so many different things in ministry. I, I mean, we, we just, I, I tell people, I'm not turning down anything but my collar in the way of opportunity, you mm. know? And so we try out a bunch of stuff, yeah. you know? Let's see what works. Let's yeah. move on what doesn't work. Uh, I can't think of the, the, the misses, the, the, the successes I think out, outweigh the misses in, yeah. in ministry. Yeah. And so I don't even really, my, I, I'm so um, attention deficit, I don't even really, I can't even remember one that we missed, yeah. you know, but <laughs> I'm sure there was a few of them. You know, I, I think maybe, maybe even some, uh, even more so maybe when, um, in counseling situations, mm. uh, maybe being a little too gracious at mm. times, uh, where, you know, there's some situations we can't afford to be, you know, um, um, too lenient yeah. in certain situations. I think yeah. that's the church, a message of the church at large. You know, there's situations even in what we're dealing with in the culture uh, today with uh, some of the things that we've allowed to happen in the church and maybe, I won't say intentionally turn the blind eye, but maybe didn't address things the way we should have. Yeah. Uh, we got to be real careful of that today. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, so uh, without getting too specific. Yeah. 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 
Uh, there's this question. It's kind of hard for me to ask this question. Well, I've realized that I don't ask it very well. Uh, you were in seminary. Yeah. What's like the one thing a seminary student needs to leave seminary with? Like if they miss it, they've missed something really valuable in their seminary education. I think the discipline of just embracing that time of preparation. Hmm. Um, I think we all need that. Uh, how to how to properly approach the text, I think is really healthy. Uh, I think that's the one thing, you know, knowing how to study the scriptures, yeah. I think really um, uh, sets you up for a, a better uh, mission field experience, if you will, Yeah. Uh, when you can properly uh, assess the word of God. I think that's one of the things that seminary really prepares you for yeah. more than anything else. I tell people it's... You go to seminary, there's so much being thrown at you. It's just, you pack the suitcase of all the things you're learning. Yeah. And then when you get on the ground, it's like when you get to vacation or you get to where you're going and you begin to unpack the things yeah. that you may need. Right, practical right, right. things that actually fit and apply to the situation. Yeah. Leadership, um, organizational things, um, you know, working with people, structures, those kinds of things. Um, I think... Uh, I think that's the best thing you get from from seminary. Yeah, it's just how to do ministry. Yeah, I think the overall picture of how to do ministry. Yeah, um, it, it's never one size fits all, or even when you get on the ground, it's a completely maybe yeah. completely different, and you have to change things. Um, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, is it kind of like it gives you a framework or something like that's that? Frame, it kind of gives framework. you like the the building blocks maybe is yeah that it does because yeah keep in mind it's still um it's still abstract yeah you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's not i mean you you may learn something in seminary you know and it's not a direct correlation when you get on yes. the mission field yeah i mean you still got to go through the personal experience of what you're engaging yeah and how you're engaging and who you're engaging because those things are um they're more pragmatic, if mm-hmm. you will, and not, I mean, they're spiritual. They're, we're, this is yeah, a yeah. spiritual thing. And so what we're learning is what we're learning. It's yeah. academics and all those things, which are good. But uh, when you get on the missions field, you know, how do you, those are, seminary is the professionalism of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But how, as the psalmist says, as, as, a, um, as a deer, pants for water Mm. you know my heart pants after you yeah you know to the lord you know seminary don't teach you how to do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know when you get to the ground you're you get on the mission field and you actually have to pray for people yeah missionary is not really the seminary is not preparing you necessarily to do that right um it may tell you how to search for prayers and how to study Mm. prayers but it's not really teaching you how to get on your face before God. Yeah. You know, we don't have a class. There's no seminary right, class. Right, okay. Right. Everybody right now, everyone gets on get on their face. Yeah, we're we not, practice it. We're gonna practice this. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. We're just gonna get on our face before the Lord. That's that's the class today. Right. Right. You know, you got forty five minutes. Just right. go before Jesus. Yeah. And then when you're done, you just class is over. Right. Right. You know, that actually would be good. That might be a good class, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you could go back 
until a young port, your first year as a pastor, maybe your first year planning that church, what advice would you give young port? Um, get some healthy rhythms in place. Hmm. Work on self-care. Um, you can't go 100 miles an hour seven days a week. Hmm. I used to argue with my, um, when I was doing um, spiritual formation, practice, the practicum class. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I had a DOM. They tell you your spiritual leader needs to be someone in a position where you want to be, or your mentor needs yeah. to be in a position. Of, and I never, even though I'm an associational missionary and I met with the DOM, yeah. I really had no... Um, I had no desire to be a director of missions. I was just meeting with him as my spiritual director. Yeah. But it wasn't like I was really trying to be in his role because my right. focus was on church planning. Yeah. But here I am now in the role that yeah. <laughs> he, he sat in. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, I would, I would tell myself, get some good rhythms in place. Yeah. You know, take care of yourself more. You know, um, Take some breaks, you know, Sabbath. Oh, mm. my God. That's, get rest. Get rest. Yeah. We do not Sabbath well, folks. Uh, the Sabbath was made for man, not man mm. for the Sabbath, he says, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and there's something to that that yeah. I've learned over the years that um, I, I wish I'd have known sooner. Yeah. You know, I would argue at times with uh, my, my, uh, um, my mentor that my study of the text for seminary was just as good as regular study for my personal mm. uh, growth. I used to think uh, uh, the Bible is the Bible, right? If I'm reading it, I'm reading it. If I'm taking it in, I'm taking it in, right? right I mean, right. what difference if I'm writing the paper afterwards yeah, yeah. or it's still getting in me? Yeah. It's just, it's different. It's a little different. It is. Yeah. I argued that for years until yeah. I realized right. I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So listen to that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really good advice. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, in hindsight now, you know. Yeah. Well, that's a lesson you just have to learn. It may be for a lot of people one you just have to learn after yep. doing it. You know. Yep. Twenty. You know, graduated two thousand five. So hmm. you know, that's eighteen years. Yeah. I, I had a son, so I announced him. Hmm. I came when I came to seminary. I had four girls, mm -hmm. and I got to speak at graduation. Mm. And it was in my graduation speech that I announced uh, the birth of our fifth child, wow. uh, Zion. And so just briefly, so I came, uh, my, my children, Ariel mm -hmm. means lioness of God. Michaela is number two, means who is like God. Number three is Alia, God's presence or God's mm. being. And number four daughter is faith because a man with four girls got to have a lot of faith, right? <laughs> and so I named, we didn't name them, we didn't pre-name them. We named them all after we got, after they got yeah. here, right? Yeah. And so uh, when faith, they all represent seasons of our lives. Hmm. My wife and I life. Yeah. And so when we had faith, that was a time where we sold our house, hmm. went to seminary, made huge steps, offloaded all of our worldly possessions, right. took a step, said, okay, Lord, if you open up this door, we'll go, and this is what we'll do. And so we did that, all step in faith. Yeah. And then my fifth son, my fifth child is Zion. Hmm. 
the place where God dwells. Mm. So faith sent us to seminary. Yeah. Zion took us home. Wow. For the place where God dwells. Yeah. And so they all represent seasons of our lives. Mm. And so Zion came at that season. It was time yeah. to leave seminary. Faith was born. Like she was like two when we came to seminary. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that was interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And it's all hindsight now, right? So, yeah, right. I mean, but now God, you can see it. God tells yeah, yeah. a story yeah. through our random names of our children. Yeah. He goes back in hindsight and says, this is a story. Yeah. And he tells a story. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. That's perfect. Well, Port, thank you for sharing your story with us. Amen. We brother. really appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. Gateway Seminary, the best <laughs> in the West. <laughs> we'll keep that in the podcast. Michelle. <laughs> <laughs>